Sex Radio. Groove Cafe. It is a Groove Cafe on RX Radio and I am Krista always looking forward to learning from my guests and hearing what they are passionate about. My guest today is passionate about girls in sciences and passionate about sciences and fashion coming together. Now she is a recipient of the MasterCard Leadership Scholars. She studied construction and was fascinated by material science to turn that into a jewelry business. And with just 300,000 shillings, she started a jewelry business called Ebirunji that makes durable and affordable fine jewelry available here on the Ugandan market, bringing science, beauty, and fashion together. I have Charlotte Musinga joining me on the Groove Cafe today. Hello, Charlotte. Hi, Krista. How are you doing? I am good. How are you doing? I'm okay. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. How's the new year treating you? Is it nice and peaceful or it's chaotic already? No, it started out peaceful because I was in leave from, I think, December Christmas season. I was in Kavale and I am still there because, oh, yeah, oh, nice. I'm still there. Mm-hmm. And that was, yeah, so that is a good way to retreat and reconsolidate myself and mm-hmm. really plan ahead and see how I'm going to tackle the year. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy. And plan Where for this I year. Right now. Uh, yes. I can feel it. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> But you're in the beautiful Kabale right now. But hey, so that is home for you? Yes, that's where I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. I actually also attended primary school here. So yes, I am pure, pure Muchiga from Kabale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so your whole family, are they still there? Did you grow up with your family, your siblings there? Yes, so my mom is a trader. You know, everyone is a trader in Uganda. So she's a in trader. one way or another, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So she's a trader in Kavali, and uh-huh. then I grew up with one brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad passed on when we were children. So okay. mm-hmm. after primary school, we both moved to study in the central. So I went to Namagunga, mm-hmm. and my brother went to. St. Mary's College Kisui. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we moved a little bit because, you know, if you're in boarding school, you're not really at home. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. So, we moved and studied there in the central. And then when I finished school, I also moved out of the country. So, I have not Ooh. been a Kavali resident for a while. So, now you're just beginning to come back and enjoy it again. Yeah. So, I'm trying to reintegrate myself back into the culture and everything kind of. As in experience the area as an adult mm-hmm. properly without school, without anything, um, of, yeah, without anything like being too structured for me so I can make um, my own decisions and, you know. It sounds like uh, you're a bit on a journey of rediscovering yourself as well. Is because yeah? this is the thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds nice. Good for you. It is because with living school, especially, okay. Mm-hmm. How do I explain this? Mm-hmm. So after Namagunga, I left and went to Cape Town. I studied at the University of Cape Town for mm-hmm. the whole of my undergraduate and postgraduate. Did you but come back that in time, that time or? I would come back for like one week or like two. So I don't really count those. Um, it's okay. only this year mm-hmm. where I've settled into work and all that that I've actually I've started making like since last year. So last year I came out here for three months. 
because mm-hmm. I was able to work remotely and also this year I want to be here around here for like around three months maybe mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. set and be remote but then also because of going away that long that was like what six I years was it six yeah, years yeah I think this is the seventh Ooh, okay uh-huh yeah. so because of going away that long I'm realizing I don't actually know things I don't know people <laughs> Because you've been away for a while. Yeah. So I have to like relearn things as an adult because when you're experiencing them as a child, it's a different context. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to reintegrate myself and learn myself in this environment. So that's why I'm dedicating at least three months a year. Okay. Okay. I can yeah. understand. Also very different cultures. I mean, Cape it Town, is. many people know Cape Town as a beautiful holiday destination. But what is it like to study and live there? There, work there, there. Mm-hmm. I had gone for like a social thing it was like a hike small thing mm-hmm. with some people that had come from Uganda and did I was helping them like get around and all that because I like hiking and all of that mm. so I took them around and it was so mesmerized I was like when did this bag leave me like because I am not you don't see it all. anymore oh no <laughs> Oh my gosh, because honestly, I, I feel like that is like one of the most beautiful places in the world. It is stunning. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely stunning. But living there is also a bit different because it's also a very complicated country, mm-hmm. which you don't experience in that way if you're not living there. But okay. living there, you experience the, all the complicated things. But it's still absolutely beautiful. I love the culture. I love everything about mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, I've given it pretty much my favorite use so i better like it you better make it work (laughs) that is the attitude that's the right attitude right there yeah okay so namagunga right after then you went to do your undergrad Mm? yeah okay fine and you were doing construction is it architecture was it construction of course on its own so the so also the education system is a bit different mm-hmm. because um, so the degree that I did for undergrad is a combination of two. I think at Macquarie they're separated. Mm-hmm. They have a construction management and quantity surveying as separate, but then it is a double major at UCT. So oh. I double majored at UCT. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did those both, and then in the postgrad route, I decided to go down the construction management side. Mm-hmm. But I was doing it as a project management experience for really large, complex science projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is pretty much what I've had in. Okay. Is is that yeah. something you went into thinking? Yeah, I really want to do this. Not really. <laughs> Let me explain. Because uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds like, man, you did your research and you're like, no, I zeroed did in. I did it. I realized I had double majored after graduation. That's how bad it was. Oh, wow. Anyway, let me explain. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so living, you know how like our, like you choose things blindly. You don't really know what they are about. <laughs> But people in other places usually do a gap year and they do apprenticeships, mm-hmm. manya, internships, whatever, mm-hmm. and shadow jobs. And they go when they know what the thing they're studying is about. Yeah, I was good at like technical drawing and mathematics mm-hmm. um, from like primary school and all of that. Um, so I liked drawing, the technical drawing stuff. So I was looking for something that was in that line mm. and construction was it. I tried, I was actually trying to do civil engineering Ooh. but then it had chemistry <laughs> and you're so like I no! ran away. 
So I ran away mm-hmm. from the chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did the construction for the drawing, and also because. I had some familiarity of construction from the technical drawing and mm-hmm. also because when I was like a really little child, you know, when you're still very impressionable and like three years to like five when they're building my mother's house, mm. I was always at that construction site with my dad. So like, okay. so mm-hmm. it kind of just stayed that it wasn't a real choice that I made, but it was like things just fell into place and I ended up there. <laughs> and now you're making jewelry. Yeah, okay, so as well as uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the as well as <laughs> So how the jewelry happened was um we did a course on because obviously construction you have to understand materials and how they work and all of that. Mm-hmm. So during that class I realized actually materials just exist. You just have to manipulate them to do what they're supposed to what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. So if you understand that these materials behave like this then you can use it to do what you want. I like the way you say um, that so casually. Like most people yeah. would be able to understand that. Just look at that cloth <laughs> over there. You can make it into whatever you want. <laughs> no, but, no, no. Okay, let me use an, an example mm-hmm. that we all know. People are always looking for cotton. Yeah. But like cotton is really good in hot temperatures because it's absorbent of heat. Mm-hmm. And I mean... Of, and it's breathable. Of, mm-hmm. Yes, it's breathable and it uh, absorbs uh, sweat and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you want you want uh, feel too hot and you want to be like dripping. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. Like materials have a behavior and you can manipulate it to do what you want. Yeah. So okay. you, yeah. So you can be wearing like silk in mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You have nice Pampana. big round patches. Mm-hmm. You will burn. <laughs> <laughs> That is what I made by, yeah, that's what I made. So okay. I learned mm-hmm. about that. I'm like, I could just understand this. And and I really liked beauty, but I didn't have money for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Like, you, you know, you like jewelry, but if you want really good jewelry, you're going to have to spend an almond leg on it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how can I work with what I know and what is available to get something that's affordable, but it's also going to be durable. Okay. So yeah, that's how... When did you start thinking about that and putting it together? 2019. I think that is when we did the materials class. And then it came into effect during COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. COVID <laughs> you were keeping yourself busy, huh? During yeah. COVID. Yeah. COVID gave us a lot of... Um, gave people a lot of business. And people started, a lot of businesses that exist today started during COVID. Which was good, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was good. So was how good. is it going? Business owner? The business. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is... It's going great. It has existed for a... A what? So... Hmm. Mm-hmm. What do I say? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I have a lot of words. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um... It really came at the right time because, again, my mother is a trader in Kabale of all places. So she's not making a lot of income. Mm-hmm. And we are spending a ton of money. Like if your child is in Kisubi, they're spending a lot of money way mm-hmm. beyond what my mother could ever earn. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also in Cape Town. Obviously, I have a scholarship, but like there's also some other things that might come in the way. Like yeah. that might not be covered by the scholarship. So we're spending a lot of money that we cannot, um, that my mother is not making. So it came at the right time mm-hmm. to help us boost the like the household income a little bit mm-hmm. and be able to cover all that stuff. So it's been covering our expenses since 2020 uh, for my brother especially. So oh, he's wow. at MOBS now. Yeah, so I've been using that to cover those expenses at MOBS, uh, which is really great. And it has survived that expense. <laughs> 
Yeah, so the business has survived that expense. It's going really well. Well, um, that's amazing. And he's, finish- mm-hmm. he's finishing school, uh, I think, in May. So decided to kind of expand a little bit and we're getting a physical shop. Mm-hmm. Actually, we have, we've been partnering with three women mm-hmm. who are also in the fashion area. One is doing handmade. So the jewelry that I make is um, machine-made. Mm-hmm. Um this other girl is doing like handmade jewelry, but also like out of metal, which is brass. Ooh. And and then there's another girl who does um, handmade clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to be tender, please, but like <laughs> <laughs> we must know the difference. <laughs> it's not be tender, but she's really doing really cool stuff. And mm-hmm. we partnered three of us that so we can afford um, the expenses of having a physical store because we've been yes. operating online on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So we try to make it a physical shop and yeah. Yeah, that's really some good progress. I never thought I would ever have a shop. Wow. But <laughs> In also, Kampala, I just, <laughs> But I also just love hearing about, you know, you bringing as women coming together to make this yeah. happen for all of you, right? Yeah, we normally, um, people um, always think women are just catty and they can't work together and whatever so i always try to leverage that because when women come together it's really um powerful because we understand each other very well mm-hmm. um women's friendships are very strong um so yeah coming together is very powerful so mm-hmm. i want to see how powerful this business will get <laughs> Okay, so big plans for 2023. Clearly, do you yeah, have an idea when the shop is going to open and where it will be? Um, mm-hmm. We are targeting the 14th of Feb that week. Um, that's when we're targeting. I am not sure how the that way is you going. said 14th of Feb, like people, huh? Mm-hmm. Be <laughs> ready to buy your partners. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. So it is in that week mm-hmm. that we're trying to open. Um, Hopefully everything goes well. Um, we're having a reliable interior designer and all of that. I'm hoping they're very reliable. I've seen their work. They're mm-hmm. very reliable. Okay. I've seen their work through the construction angle. Okay. Uh-huh. It's That's good to have that eye. Mm-hmm. Yes. I met them through construction work. And um, I'm hoping it will still be reliable also in the jewelry side. So, mm-hmm. yeah. By the 14th of Feb, if nothing goes wrong. Where will that I be? In Tinder Complex, it's opposite the church. I don't know what that church is called. Is it St. Luke in Tinder? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great location. Okay, looking forward to yeah. that. Now that you've told yeah. us, we're going to wait for it and check out your social media to see when you've launched. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, you yeah, said we- you, you've started online. So are you on all the platforms? Yes. What are the handles? Yes, so uh, Ebirunji is on social media. It's on Twitter, it's on Instagram and Facebook. It's all jewels by Ebirunji. Okay. That's the handle. But if, I think even if you type Ebirunji, you can find it. Okay, <laughs> okay. Now, you're also passionate about mentorship when it comes to Yay. young girls in science. Tell me about that. Okay, this is also going to be a long story. So, brace yourself. <laughs> it has a background and a middle and an end. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, like I said, I'm from Kavale, right? Mm-hmm. And my mom is a trader. So, um, by the time I go to like S6, I was like already passing her, like, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know how 
most families, what your parents are, you become what your parents are. Or, you know, like generations of shoemakers, you find the kids have become shoemakers mm-hmm. and all of that. Yes, they but pass then on when the trade. Yes, when you're changing trades, you don't really know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, because now education is the thing that people are doing to move forward, um, there's a generation of people that didn't go beyond ethics or beyond certificates or whatever. Um, so if you're going to university, those people won't have enough information to guide you to know how to learn, to mm-hmm. understand failure and put failure into context and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I really didn't have all that stuff. Even going to Namagunga was really a stretch. Um, it was like a very steep learning curve for me that I wish I had mentors and people. Because also like if you really look at the people who are doing well at the time, they were like kids of professors, people who understand learning. True, true. Mm-hmm. In its depth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um Usually, uh, if you don't have that background, you have to start to learn those things from first principles. Oh, I need to understand what learning is, mm-hmm. um, how to do it, how to cope with failure and how to put failure in context so that it doesn't um, drag me down or like to use it as a tool to progress ahead. So mm-hmm. I learned all those things by myself, on my own. Obviously, I would get mentors here and there, but um, not consistently or like mm-hmm. getting nuggets of wisdom here and there on the internet or somebody gives a talk i understand something but it was very scattered yeah mm. after learning that that was my challenge it was like i didn't have the background or and it's a real thing most universities and i don't think it's done in uganda it's a real program for first generation university students or first generation science students like mentorship for that kind and universities ask um students to mm-hmm. declare if they're first generation uh, so they can get extra support right um, okay that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah so they can get extra support because it's it's not the same as somebody who has parents who have phds or have a university degree it's not really the same because they learn some things from their parents and for you've not learned those things mm-hmm. um so that is where that came from after understanding that that um there's a certain age uh, that your background gives you I was like okay I'll try to give that age to some girls in Kavali that I know <laughs> so there's some <laughs> okay so there is girls that uh, went to Namagunga because they saw me going there so I just decided to um, just hold their hand um, actually just even listening to them like have conversations with them regularly um tell them about my experience so they know what to expect. Um, it might not yield now, but they'll look back later and realize all oh, those conversations were what helped me through this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, keep it lighthearted, um, but just to know that there's somebody who's done this before and they've probably failed the same way, they have come up the same way and they've made decisions like this. Um, that is something that I think is really important and I've decided to put my two cents in it. Um, mm. So there's a couple of girls that um, I do meet with regularly uh, in Kabali. Well, that's nice. I mean, you're absolutely right. The mentorship gap is huge. It for both huge. young, you know, young men and young women. Well. Yes, because, you yeah. know, especially if you're coming from a background that's completely different from the structured yeah. school learning environment. Yeah. Yes. Some people definitely I'm good need at help. business because my mom is a trader. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even have to think about it because, like, she's good at that. So I took that from her, from seeing her, from working with her, from that. It's just easily, it easily transfers down the generation. Mm-hmm. Um you grow up in that environment those mistakes that i made with 
um, choosing majors and whatever. Like all those, you could get somebody to talk you through them. Mm-hmm. Not just doing engineering because engineering is the thing, but like, do you want it? Is it what you're good at? Can you do it? You know, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Well, you, I, I like you that you recognize the edge, you know, that just having your mom as a trader in business has given yeah. you because a lot of people don't look at those advantages and use them. You know, no, it, it does. Mm-hmm. Like I am a natural. I am a natural. Even if I'm running away from it, I am a complete natural. Business. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me about. You know, I was reading about. You know, in terms of leadership roles that you have held, you apply scientific solutions to help you. I was like, oh, that sounds very interesting. What do you okay. mean by that? <laughs> I think that sounds so complicated for nothing. But uh, <laughs> now you simplify. That <laughs> sounds so complicated for nothing. So the scientific, um, it's like the material science to translate that into the business and making jury accessible and available. So. Mm-hmm. To make the jewelry, basically. So you understand the material science and you're able to translate it into a product that you can bring onto market. So that needs leadership, that needs the science too. Um, uh, so my job, I'm working as a product manager, which is, hmm, this is also completely different from even what I studied. So hmm. my, yeah, I'm working as a product manager in tech. Uh, in tech? Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So because my degree, the postgraduate one that I did was construction project management that mm-hmm. helps me with the management side. Yeah. Uh, but that product that I learned from experience building the jewelry product uh, from scratch. So if you're able to understand like scientific concepts and apply them into creating a product and putting it on the market, you can do that job. So that's pretty much what I meant by mm. that. Okay. So, like you said, you're doing a lot of different things, but yeah. it also sounds like you're starting to enjoy what you're doing, which I really which is the ultimate am. goal, right? I really am. I'm not stressed anymore. I'm not all over the place. I understand things better. Uh, <laughs> I think that only comes with age, though. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, some things you can't rush. Yeah, some things you really can't rush. I used to feel so overwhelmed all the time. I had to make money on this side. I have to make sure my skills are going up on this other side. Mm-hmm. I had to make sure. Oh, it used to be a lot, but now I feel like I'm more grounded and mm-hmm. I have a hang of things. I plan better, enjoy the experiences better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that is important. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you for sharing your experience and some of your challenges. We are going yeah. to look for your jewelry. Mm? Okay. And the <laughs> shop. Okay. <laughs> and any last words? Because you know that there's always been a push for, you know, more women to join tech or, yeah. you know, STEM in general. Um, but then many women you know, give up early or yeah. maybe don't have the support. Any last words, any advice as we wrap up? Okay, I'm going to tell this in a form of like a little story. Mm-hmm. When I was in Amagunga, we, um, I think S5, something like that, we went to Rwanda for a women in science camp mm-hmm. and they were trying to teach us how to code, basically. And I learned... Um, I tried to learn, but it was so difficult. I cried and I never looked at it again. Like, <laughs> Okay, that was it. You were done. You gave up. 
Yeah, I looked at the thing. They looked so complicated. Oh, we had really terrible teachers in that camp. But um, <laughs> they were like employees. Yeah, yeah. They were not teachers. They brought employees of Intel. Oh. And they were supposed to teach us how to code. These are not teachers. They're not going to teach you like mm-hmm. hold your hand properly, especially in the beginning stages. So it was so difficult. I couldn't ask the right question. I got so frustrated. I was like, I'll never look at this ever again. Mm-hmm. But recently... Um, I kind of returned out of a series of consecutive events that <laughs> happened out of my control. I returned to it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, at this point, I had more grit and um, more resilience um, than I was at that time. Also, I understand failure now better. I was able to persevere through and learn what I'm supposed to learn about uh, that process. So the message of all this is that you can learn anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like um, just because it's challenging in the beginning. Yes. Yeah. I think the if we're talking about mathematics, mathematics, most people say it's too hard. You can learn anything under the right motivation, right resources, and the right support. You can learn literally anything. Mm-hmm. You can. If I run away that time and I came back to it and I'm better, obviously you're gonna fail. It's not gonna be easy. You're gonna try things and they're not gonna work. Mm-hmm. But if you persist and um, set right the correct learning intentions, you can learn anything. So I don't, um, it might be intimidating the maths and the science of all mm-hmm. this. It can be intimidating in the beginning. You look at it and it looks like gibberish, but you can learn anything. <laughs> Literally True. anything at any age, at any point with the right resources and the right motivation. Yes. So don't run away from science and maths. Okay, that's a nice <laughs> reminder for everyone. Yes, <laughs> for pretty everyone. much. Yes. That well, is my message for this year. <laughs> all right, then. Charlotte, thank you so much for joining me. It was thank a pleasure so chatting much. with you. I have. Um, I always watch your shows um, on YouTube. I've always watched them for like motivation or like listening to people's stories. Mm. I've interviewed a ton of people, and I'm like, how do you not lose interest? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love listening. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm learning too. So yeah, I really admire your work. Um, you're so consistent. I've been listening to you since we were kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not like kid kids, but hey, I'm I- grown. I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but thank you very. But yeah, much. I think I admire your work and your consistency. Keep it going. Keeps us motivated and getting up in the morning. I will do my best. I will do my best. Have a lovely day, Charlotte. You too. Take care and have a good rest of your day. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Groove Cafe.